Hey, it's Preston here, and welcome to the Pomsky 101 podcast, the official podcast of the Pomsky Owners Association, a leading authority for the Pomsky dog breed. Our community of Pomsky breeders and owners is dedicated to first helping you find the perfect Pomsky through a reputable breeder, and second, helping you raise and train the perfect Pomsky. Today on the podcast, we have Karen joining us from Maine Aim Ranch Pomskis out of Iowa. This is her second time on the podcast, so welcome back, Karen. We're glad to have you again. Thank you, Preston. It's such a joy to be back, and I have been enjoying the podcast so much, and I feel like we're always learning. It doesn't matter how um, experienced we are at things, but if you have a teachable spirit, there's always thing that, things that you can pick up on and improve, so I'm excited. Well, thank you so much. It's been great to have the breeders on. A big thank you to you and all the other breeders who have been contributing um, to the podcast and, and sharing your knowledge and education. Um, and, and I love your point on, you know, continuing to learn and grow as a group and as individuals. I think that's super important. In today's episode, we're going to talk about preparing to bring home your new Pomsky. You know, finding the right Pomsky can be quite the arduous, long process sometimes. So once someone purchases a Pomsky, all of a sudden they realize, oh boy, now I need to get ready to bring this new family member home. So what do you do as a breeder, Karen, to help new Pomsky owners prepare for their puppy? Yeah, so I think that it's crucial to make sure and have a conversation with them and to have the tools for them available to be able to set up their home environment to be able to successfully bring this new baby home. It's kind of like a human baby, you know, some moms say, oh yeah, they slept right through the night, through the, right from when I brought it home. And others say, this baby is awake every hour and, you know, fussy and stuff like that. So you never know how a a pup is going to react to their new environment. But if we can give them the tools as breeders to try and prepare them, for different scenarios is what I feel is important. I have a page on my website also that I direct them to that gives them a shopping list kind of thing when they are going out to uh, the pet store, things that I recommend that I know that the pups do like. And um, I think that's helpful too, because you can spend a lot of money on things that the dogs really don't go Mm. for. So. Mm Yeah, I will link to that page uh, at the bottom of the podcast description. And, and we have a couple of resources as well that I'll link there as, um, at the bottom as well. So let's talk about some of those must-have products that are on your shopping list. Um, what would you say are, are products that they just, every new Pomsky owner needs to make sure that they have in their home and ready? Okay, I feel like um, probably number one thing would be a fence to be able to set up a safe spot for the pup. You can't be with them 100% of the time. So if you get them used to right away having a spot that is uh, enclosed area, and you can use uh, those plastic baby fences work good, unless they're a bigger Pomsky. Mm -hmm. Um, You can buy them on Amazon, but they can't get their little paws in there to climb. You can get the folding fence, but if you have a folding fence with the crossbars on it, be aware that some 
palm skis are climbers and they may climb over that. So I have a few examples on that web page. One is that folding fence, but it has just bars straight up and down so they can't actually get their little paws up and climb over the fence. Mm. Um, the other thing that I would include in there is a bed, um, an area where they eat and, and uh, drink, and then a little plastic kennel. And a lot of people use those plastic kennels for um, say in the vehicle too. And this is going to be their den. If you think of, of, you know, dogs developed over the years from wolves and a wolf will always have like a den or a fox will have a den. And so by setting up a spot where a kennel is, a little plastic kennel or metal kennel, the only thing is if you have the metal kennels, you might throw something over top, a blanket over top so that it feels more like a den. And that's a safe spot for them they feel comfortable going into that. I know here at home, we'll all be in the evenings, you know, wrapping things up. Um, and I say to everybody, okay, it's time for bed. All of our dogs get up, run downstairs and go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, amazing. And so if I'm late doing it, they'll stand, some of them will go to the top of the stairs and they'll stand there and look at me like, um, when is it time for bed? It's time, <laughs> right? It's time, mom. <laughs> yeah. So they enjoy that. And plus, if you go to run errands or something, you know, if that spot is their safe spot and you've just developed that right from the time you go home, then yeah. it's not an issue. I feel like if you wait a couple weeks, though, you know, then it might be like, oh, they're torturing me. Mm, yeah. So the other idea, and probably I think it was Joe that did her pump podcast and she talked about potty training and I really very much like-minded with what Joe said but this also area they don't like to potty where they eat and sleep yep. and so then if you make it so that it's near the door um, for them to go out then you can all uh, start uh, taking them right from there that spot to the bathroom. Once they've gone to the bathroom, then you can take them into the other parts of the house to play. Mm. So it's kind of a routine thing in steps that really sets it up for success on potty training, I feel too. Yeah. So keep them in that area, that fenced area. Right. Until they go potty, then they can play and then well, eventually go back in the fenced area and then potty again. No, keep them in that fenced area. Then when yeah. you take them out, say like after they've had a nap, then you go into where they potty. So like if it's outside, you know, right by that area that you've set up inside the house. Yep. So take yep. them outside, make sure they potty. Then they can go into the other parts of the house if they're being supervised. Yep. Um, some other things are definitely toys. Yeah. So around here, um, we will have where, you know, we're folding laundry or whatever and stuff is all over the floor. And our pups will literally walk through the laundry and not pick up socks or anything else. But as long as we tell them no, when mm -hmm. they are tempted to, and then they'll go and they'll pick up a toy and, or else you, you hand them a toy instead, alternative, yep. then they learn that you don't maybe have everything picked up all the time because you know, you've got stuff to do too, but you teach them what's right that they are allowed to chew on and what's wrong. Yep. Yep. So right off the start, I think that's another thing to keep in mind that it's going to take some time and uh, you have to be prepared how you're going to handle things. Um, and that word, 
you know, ask your breeder what they mm -hmm. use for no or to discourage the pup from doing something. I'm pretty much sure every breeder probably, you know, when they're biting on your hand or something at the breeder's place, they have a word that they use. You know, sometimes we'll just go Shh, and just it's kind of like shushing them. But um, that goes back to obedience training too, is a word that we use. So we'll either go Shh, or else no. Yes. So then learning already and um, use that common word, I guess, is what I feel. So the other thing is choose, you know, you can get mm -hmm. the rawhide and it's always a big, to me, you can spend a lot of money on those two that they don't even like. I don't know if they've got so many chemicals sprayed on them or whatever, but ask their breeder what they recommend. I know I have on our website what I recommend, and I know our palm skis will navigate towards that mm -hmm. and they will chew them. Um, where other ones that I've bought are just a waste of my money because it's they're just they smell bad. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. smell like there's too much chemical on them. <laughs> and I don't advise, like, if you can, but all means have a raw bone, especially when they are teething. I feel like it is definitely helpful to get those teeth out and just get them over. That's really why they're chewing is because they're teething. And the other reason could be when they get older, they're bored. They just want something to do. And it's a natural thing for dogs to do. So if you offer them something that they can chew on that is allowed, other than the table legs or um, say your railing of your stairs or whatever, if you offer them something to get over that chewing um, urge, then mm -hmm. you're, you're doing well. Um, say if there is where they want to chew on a corner of a um, cabinet or something like that, or a table leg, we're always, especially with new pups, we're always, you know, trying to pay attention to, if you hear that little gnawing sound, don't be just sitting on the couch. Because yep. something's yeah. going on. Um, and, so, and that shows the importance of, of, especially when you first bring the puppy home, always being around the puppy, right? Yes. And, yep. And being aware and present. Right. That they're not unsupervised because that develops habits. If they're unsupervised and they get into something, then if you don't stop them, they're going to continue doing it. Yep. So having a spray to discourage if they are, navigating to chewing on something um then spray it with um if you mix elm it's a um, spice found in the spice aisle mm -hmm. and you mix it up with water and you just spray it on whatever part of maybe your cabinet or something that they might want to chew on it's yeah. a real bitter taste and kind of dries their mouth out and so it discourages them from wanting to chew on that yeah. it's very cost efficient yeah, good tip good tip there and then provide an alternative right Right. Yep. Exactly. Then there's other things that you can use, but that's something that I've gotten along good with. Ah, very cool. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So we've kind of talked about the environment, um, any, and, and the products that owners should have any other thoughts there on the, the home environment and the, and the products before we dive into like preparing for training. Um, I think that covers it pretty good. I mean, there's so many cool toys on the market that are a lot of fun. Get them size appropriate because some of them are really, really big and palm skis can't carry, you know, a real big toy. <laughs> yeah. So that, and I'm sure most people, a Kong is a really good 
uh, product that they came up with that you can fill with, um, oh, they have like peanut butter flavor mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. I'll stick sometimes a little treat in there and then fill it up with cheese or peanut butter. And then if you're going out shopping and you just want them to get used to the their safe spot and you can put a Kong in there and they'll have hours of working <laughs> on that thing till they get tired and they don't even notice that you're gone. And yeah. so it, it helps train them to, hey, you know, this is a cool place. You can go and eat and you can freeze them too. So when they're teething, mm -hmm. uh, then it's a cold little snack and, and they can uh, gnaw away on that and it helps their gums. Yeah. One of my favorite products that I've used uh, with dogs. So, and Eva from Windy City Pomsky in our last episode, she gave some, she covered all sorts of fun, different products and, mm -hmm. and ideas. So yeah, yep, um, yep. Yep. So that's a good episode to listen to. Hey, Preston here with a little aside. You've made it this far in the podcast. So we know you really care about raising and training your Pomsky in the best way possible. For people like you, our community of breeders, owners, and trainers wrote a book, The Complete Guide to Pomsky Training. It's the number one book on Amazon for Pomsky training, and we've been thrilled to hear from hundreds of owners how helpful it is. So if you think you could use this book, head over to Amazon and search for Pomsky training books. Make sure it's the Pomsky Owners Association book with a red cover and over 100 ratings. You can get either a hard copy, electronic version, or audible version today. Alrighty, back to our episode. Okay, um, well, let's dive into training. So we've covered the environment and products pretty well. How would you say that new owners should prepare for potty training and obedience training? Are, are there things they should be doing before the puppy comes home? Yes. Um, so setting up your house to have success, like I kind of talked about earlier, and then being consistent. You know, every single time that a pup wakes up from a nap, take them outside immediately. Mm -hmm. And so that, and if you hang bells on your door is another thing. So don't just carry them out to the spot, but put them down on the ground and say, ring the bell. And then they'll, even if you're the one that's doing it, they'll get used to that. Yep. So they can warn you. I don't, I don't encourage barking. So um, ringing the bells is the way that ours let us know that they need to go outside and then take them to that same potty spot each and every time. Yeah, because that scent and like Joe said, as soon as you get home, take them out to that spot and then their scent will be there already. Yeah. And then continue to take them to that same spot so that it's set, that scent is set there and they'll go faster. Um, and it's probably a good idea just to have that, that spot in mind before your Pomsky comes home, you know, you know, you've got your setup and you know where you're going to take them in the yard, right? So you're not deciding the first day and trying different spots, but you've already made that decision. Right. And, right. and pick that spot out. Some people will put a fence up out there too, just like mm. the full fence inside, they'll put the fence outside too. And, uh, so then they're not where they're on a leash, but they can find their own spot. I think yeah. that's a great idea too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as far as obedience training, what, what should new owners be doing to prepare for, for that? So obedience training, when we started, I thought that I knew a lot about training dogs because I had trained border collies for, um, herding and I knew nothing about obedience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so when you, when you start, 
learning how to train a dog in obedience, it is so cool because it is amazing that the, the confidence that you gain and the confidence that the dog gains from actually that bond of learning how to respond. So one of the things that we start right from the very start, when the puppies um, come into the house and, and are going out to potty, never let that dog out before you. Mm. When you open that door, you tell them back so that they're getting used to not rushing out that door because that can be tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we tell them back and we make them wait. So two commands back and wait, and you can teach that with treats also the wait command so that they're understanding what that word means. Then once you walk out the door, you can say, okay. And then they come out and follow you or else they're on a leash. Even if they're on a leash, you want to go out the door first. So that's teaching them right there that they aren't in control, but you are in control. Okay. Yeah. And you, yeah. you exit the door before them. So things like um, that, and then just teaching them sit and to be patient as their attention span grows, you can make it over longer periods of time. So in the first, um, say they're eight weeks old, their attention span isn't very long. So they're not going to sit very long, but don't get discouraged because as they grow older, you know, you can stretch it out to longer and longer periods of time. But I think obedience, man, if um, you can watch YouTube videos and you can join uh, Baxter and Bella is a really good training company. Yeah, we, we actually, on, on that note, we actually just yeah. uh, partnered with them. Um, oh, great. So we've got a discount for our, our members, owners and, and breeders. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll put that up on the website and let people know. Yeah, that's excellent because she even gives you like a checklist of what kind of things you expect in the first week, mm, in the second yeah. week. And as they graduate from these things, then move on. But yeah, successful, obedient dog is just so enjoyable. And most of the time, it's the humans that don't understand how to train is really yeah. so, to get yourself prepared for what to do. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, link to Baxter and Bella and we've, we've uh, also got our training book that breeders like you in the POA helped put together. So those are some great resources to start looking at even before the, the Pomsky comes home and then great. Yeah. Great advice and suggestions there to uh, start out with. Um, well, this has been great, Karen, any, what, what are the most, maybe to end, what are the most common way common ways that you see owners are not prepared for their new family member? Um, probably just realizing that it is going to be a, a, a trying, it could be a trying first week. Some pups go home, no problem at all. You know, they'll just blend into the family and not get where they are missing their siblings mm -hmm. or their mom or you know, everything, this whole environment is totally different. So that first week, don't panic, uh, keep a calm attitude about it. And it is going to take time. That first year uh, is, is a lot of trials and a lot of um, corrections and just being on top of things. So be prepared that that first year is going to be, you know, could be pretty stressful or, it could be, if you're prepared to train them, it could go very smoothly. 
Um, the other thing that probably needs to be mentioned is checking out your backyard and making sure that there's nothing in your backyard that the dogs could get into. You know, there's certain types of plants that are poisonous. There's, um, um, I've heard of acorns, you know, them eating acorns and mm -hmm. um, different things. So before you just turn them loose in your backyard, you want to check your fence and make sure there's no holes that they can dig under yeah. and and keep in mind that, you know, Pomskis like to dig. All dogs like to dig. It is just something that God's instilled in them. They love mm -hmm. to dig. I don't know what they're digging for, but they're digging. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so be prepared, you know, if they are digging a hole, um, good friend JP brought this point up and it does work. If you take like a poop and put that in that hole, they won't dig mm. in the same spot again. And so it kind of discourages them. Yeah. But there also are different products that you can put um, down in the ground to make your fence go down deeper. So you can look at different things to explore if there is a spot that they are prone to dig and try and get from underneath that fence. Nice. So checking that out um, uh, for safety, making sure that it's safe. Also, and I had a lady that I never ran up against this before, but she had a lot of geese in her backyard. Ah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it caused some stomach issues with the pup. And so uh, keep in mind that if there's any other dogs that frequent your backyard and stuff like that, make sure that all that's picked up and kind of keep your dog contained, especially while they're unvaccinated totally. Yeah. You know, Great. until they full sets of vaccines yeah yeah great thoughts on that note I, I had a puppy that uh we had mushrooms in the yard um, and yep kept going right back to the mushrooms and he'd eat the mushrooms and you know get a sick stomach so really you know, important to kind of check the m make sure you know what what's in the backyard and be aware and just like little kids, isn't it funny that, you know, you get your pup out there in the grass and they're just want to put all the grass in their mouth and just bite into it and stuff. And you're like, this is yep. just like a little toddler. They want to put everything in their mouth yep. Yep. <laughs> and explore the world. So it's teaching them, you know, what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. Well, very good thoughts and, and great advice from our friend JP. Um, good stuff there. So since you've already been on the podcast and answered my speed round of questions, I just want to ask one question at the end here. What have you learned or discovered or been enlightened about when it comes to the Pomsky breed since the last time we talked a couple months ago? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. I guess uh, I was really impressed. I had taken a female that we hadn't had to the city um, yesterday I had taken her and went to Bass Pro and went around walking and just introducing her to people. And, um, she at first was like, what is all this, you know, siren, <laughs> they're used to cows mooing and, and stuff, yeah. but she hadn't been off the farm. And it made me think of how during COVID, you know, a lot of these dogs weren't able to be socialized, but it's mm -hmm. never too late. You just have to walk them through it and be confident yourself. Because if you give them off a nervous, if you give off a nervous vibe, they're going to be nervous. So yeah. with confidence, you know, we walked through Bass Pro and by the end, oh, she was everybody that stopped to pet her. She was going up to them and giving them kisses and was great <laughs> about it. So I guess probably 
that would be the only thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Well, yeah. Thank you again, Karen. Uh, so much goodness packed into, you know, a short amount of time. We'll, we'll have to have you back again in a few months and, and get more of your thoughts, but thanks for all you're doing and good luck. I know you have some, some expected litter, so good luck with, with all of that. Yes. Thank you. And we appreciate everything you're doing for us, Preston. And, uh, we look forward to the next podcast and learning more from other breeders. God Thanks, bless Karen. you and take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for making it to the end of this episode. We hope you got a lot of valuable information that you can apply. We know if you made it this far that you're really serious about finding and or training and raising the perfect Pomsky. And we are here to help. Go ahead and head over to our website, pomskyownersassociation.com, where you will find lots of valuable resources directly from our breeders and owners of the association, all vetted and reputable. If you have any questions, uh, just let us know and know that we are always here to help you find, raise, and train the perfect Pomsky. Have a good day.